welcome happy singles, not so happy singles, and anyone else that feels like listening. This is Happy and Single, and, and my, I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram, the It's Possible Guy. You know, t- and today I was I was thinking about what to talk about, and I landed on this time. As a single, what do you do with your time? I understand people's situations are very different. Some people are single moms, single dads, and some people are just single by themselves. And so I'm just going to say what's kind of coming to my mind and and hopefully it serves you. For most of my single years, I have spent wanting and wishing to be married to the right person. And, and I even remember back in college of just you know, spending time at night because, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't married and that's what I really wanted. Of just kind of spending time, wasting time, doing nothing, like not even doing stuff that I enjoyed, but just doing nothing because I didn't have what I wanted. And now I really look at time so much differently as a single person. I've started to do those things that I really love to do. I I can't and you can't know when or if you're even going to find your person. I know that sounds horrible, but I'm not going to make any promises. Like. I don't think that's fair. Like none of us knows when our when our time of being single is up. And all we can do is make ourselves the most attractive as possible. But at the end of the day, it's not up to me. Yeah, I can go out, I can I can date all the people I want, and every single one of them could still say no. The entire world could say no. Like, the odds of that happening, I know, are really slim. But I'm just trying to make a point. It's a two-sided decision. So why should we waste all of our time and all of our energy and all of our effort on wondering, like it says in the Disney song, someday my prince will come. Or princess, for me. (laughs) Um, Like, it'll happen. For most people, I really do believe it'll happen. I know I said before, like, we can't count on it. I'd say for most part, like, you're out there, you're making things happen, you're working really hard towards the life that you desire. That just generally tends to create a certain type of energy, and it creates almost like this attractive magnetic field. So it it will happen for, for most people. Like, I can't promise that, but I'm just saying, like, Yeah, I think your odds are pretty decent of finding a person. Now, if you understand and know that you're going to get to that point of your life when you're going to get there, you know, like the Splash Mountain analogy that I use, like the the ride's going to get there so fast. 
you're not going to, you know, you're not good by getting out of the little tiny log. You're not going to get there any faster. By staying in the log and doing the best you can, that's going to be the best for you. And just enjoying the ride. And, and tying that back in, part of, part of enjoying the ride is allowing things to happen. So what do we do in the meantime? Do, do we sit around? Do we wait? Do we sit at home on the couch eating ice cream, watching romantic comedies? Maybe. Doesn't matter. It really doesn't at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Because you get to choose. You get to choose how you want your life to go. But if at the end of the night, you're feeling less inspired and less happy and less excited about life, there's a good chance that, you know, as I talk about before with warmer and colder, like that game we played as kids, if you're feeling worse and worse about what you're doing, there's a good chance you're really not enjoying it that much. What if instead of spending all of your time pining? I don't know exactly what that word means, but I kind of picture a person being on a pine bench, like a really hard bench, just sitting there waiting for life to happen. That's not even enjoying it and it's super uncomfortable. I kind of picture that. What if we stop, what if we stop pining? Like, you know, sitting on the bench, if everyone else, for example, is out there playing softball and we're sitting on the bench pining because we don't have the life that we want. As I said, I've done that for many years and it really didn't make me that much happier. Retake control of your life. You don't have to believe everything that you hear. You don't have to believe any of that stuff. I, I, don't, I don't even want you to believe everything that I say. I want you to listen to what that inner voice is saying to you. As I picture quite a few single people that I know. It's like they're trying super hard to be happy. But I can tell that they're not. How can I tell? that Everyone's eyes give it away. You can see in everybody's eyes how they're really feeling. You can also hear it in the sarcasm and things that your friends use around you. If you're not happy where you're at right now in your life, then you're probably not going to attract the person that you want into your life. Like attracts like. Happiness attracts happiness. Light attracts light. Darkness attracts darkness. 
now if you are in one of those places where you're just super frustrated about your life and the direction that it's taken, I, I feel for you, I really do. Because I have been there so many times. Frustrated, not connecting with people, and just trying so hard too. Just do the best you can. If you use your time to do the things that make you come alive and happy and excited, there's a pretty good chance you're going to come alive and get excited. I'm picturing this really strange analogy, so hopefully it kind of works. I can't remember if this is a cartoon or a horror movie or whatever it was, but it's like this you know, tiny piece of slime that just start, starts accumulating more and more and more and more and more slime until it's like this gigantic you know, slime monster. I think our energy is kind of like that. You know, the, the more tiny pieces of slime we pick up or the more things we pick up that we enjoy doing, the greater our energy becomes. Until we're like this giant slime monster that's just in, in a good way, though. Like we're super happy. Happiness does come from understanding as I've shared with you guys many times, the biggest thought for me, the biggest shift for me happened when I understood I didn't have to be married in order to be happy, even though I thought that for so many years. Like, so by understanding that alone, that will help. But also, the more you're spending time and doing things that you enjoy, the happier you're going to be. I can't remember if I shared it on these or if I shared it on other uh, other posts and things that I do, but I, I started playing guitar seriously about a month ago. I played off and on for 20 years, and I just forced myself to play 20 minutes a day, whether I wanted to or not. It was just one of those things I did. Well, and something really interesting happened about the one, the one month point. I started to enjoy it, and I actually started to play, and and one day, even though I was super wrecked, super tired, I played for like two and a half hours. And even just a couple of days ago, last Saturday, I played for like three hours. Like I was just having a great, amazing and fun time. But it was interesting because there was a few of those days that I started to go through the motions that I bait, like there's this game I play called Rocksmith. It's a real guitar, but it's like Guitar Hero. So it's all, ga it's all gamified and it's really super cool. But, you know, there was these missions that basically said, hey, you just got to play every song. Well, I tried that and I got super bored because I was going through the motions. I didn't care about learning some of those other songs. I just wanted to get that little achievement, that tiny achievement. I said, good job, Joseph. Bravo. I'm slow clapping in, in the background. Like, but I just wanted that little achievement. Is Oh, Joseph, you did something. But that one was just a participation trophy. That was nothing. 
Don't go through the motions of your life. There's a quote that says, like, there's, there's probably plenty of quotes that sign a center around this topic of don't waste time because time is what our lives are built on. And I love, I love the musical Hamilton. Like, whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. But I love that musical. And there's a really cool song in there that says, Alexander, why do you always write like you're running out of time? No, I think there's a balance. I think there's a total balance between how we use our time. Like, you can spend time having fun. Like, if you want to play video games, awesome, play. If you want to watch a movie, play. But be there. Don't be spending the entire time you're watching the movie wishing that you were with your person or wishing that you were somewhere else. That's a waste of time. Spend your life doing what you love. Now, some of you guys might have waited so many years, 20, 30, 40 even, years to get married and still haven't found your person. I truly do believe there's someone for everybody. But the more I look back on even my life, the more I just understand that it was not my timeline. And the thought that just occurred to me as I said that, the final destination wasn't my timeline. But some of what I do in the meantime is. I think sometimes God really tells us, hey, go do what you want. One scripture that I love, 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 it says men are that they might have joy. We are placed here on this earth to have joy. And it's up to us sometimes to find that joy. You know, there's a beautiful movie. I think it's called La Vida Bella, which I think in Italian stands for the life beautiful or something. And in the movie, they get taken to a concentration camp. And which you know, most people would equate to a horrible experience. But the dad of this kid turns it into a game. And makes it much more enjoyable, so much so I don't even think the child knew where they really were. I don't want to spoil the movie because it's actually a really good movie. But what if you could make your life, the time that you have right now, into a game? What if you could start living the life that you really want to live now? I mean, honestly, the way it looks to me about marriage 
yes, it'll be wonderful, it'll be awesome. But there'll be challenging parts too. Right now, you, you have, unless you have your own children already, you have a 100% control of what you do with your time. You don't have anybody to answer to. You don't have anybody that tells you can't buy stuff, go on cool trips. There's nobody that tells you can't do any of that stuff. So what if he started living the life that you have, that you want to have later, now? If you're spending time pining over a future day when you are married, you're really wasting your future time right now. Now, this sounded a lot better in my head, so let me share with you what I mean. If you're spending time wondering about what's going to happen in the future all the time, you're missing on living today. There are so many amazing things that you can do. You know, you can pick up a talent. You can, you can learn a new language. You can, you can do all kinds of stuff. Who knows? Maybe it's a new talent that not only is going to help you be, learn to be happier, but it might lead you to that person. You might, might be taking some class or something, and all of a sudden you meet this person, your eyes lock, and blah, blah, blah. Who knows? I know and I understand the pain of being single for years. I also know and understand that now, that pain didn't look near as real as it once did. I know what it's like to be hurt, rejected. <laughs> the Beauty and the Beast song was kind of coming to my mind. He, he, uh, rejected, publicly humiliated. Anyways, I just had to get that out there, otherwise it would have been on my mind. But like, I, I get it. I know what it's like. And I also know what it's like to take full control back of your life. Where the exterior circumstances don't matter as much anymore. What would your life be like if you took full control of it? And started living instead of, and stopped waiting. Stop waiting, start living. And you'll start coming alive sooner. I mean, honestly, what, what do you feel that marriage is really going to give you? And, you know, the answer to my, the, the two, two answers that come to my mind are, well, it's going to give you, you know, a spouse and it's going to give you the, 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 the physical relationship and stuff like that. And it's going to give you kids. Okay, cool. Aside from that and everything that goes with those, what's it going to give you? Even when you're married, you're going to still have to have your external life. I remember when I was, when I was engaged to a girl, we spent 
way too much time together. Like not enough time for ourselves. And I was going crazy. And, and I even went to, I even went, to, I was having one of, you know, we were engaged. So when, uh, when you do that, you often meet with your religious leader known as a bishop every few weeks, every month or so. And I just you know, talked to him one time and I'm like, I'm going crazy. And he's like, Joseph, why don't you just like chill and relax? When's the last time you went out and did something you loved? And I was like, I don't even know. You got to have, you got to have time for you. What do you want to make your life about? What is the impact that you want to create in this life? You don't have to be married to do that impact. And sometimes your thinking is going to be really settled. Other times you're going to have a lot in your head. Sometimes when I get on and do these podcasts, my thinking is super settled. And other times there's plenty in my head. And today I've got a bit more thinking in my head. Okay, so cool. As my, as my mentor Michael Neal says, he's like, all right, cool. So now you get to experience what it's like to do a podcast with thinking in your head. What thinking is in your head that is preventing you from allowing yourself to be happy? And once you are married, if there are people pressuring you to get married, especially, as I know, especially in my, in my religious culture, there are, they're going to pressure you to do other things too. But after you get married, it's like, okay, within the first few months, all right, when are you having your first kid? And it's like, all right, when are you having your next kid? When are you having your other kid? <gasps> oh, when's your kid going to be successful? Oh, your, kid, your kid's not a virtuoso Mozart yet? Oh, that's too bad. Oh, your kid's not the star athlete? That's too bad. We use milestones as almost these badges of honor. That's not a sash I want to wear. I don't want a bunch of merit badges, these places that you're supposed to get in life. Great, you had a kid. Well, how hard is that? Like, honestly, n- that n- no offense to anyone that is, you know, a- had a rough time having children. I don't mean, I don't ever mean any offense in this. But for quite a few people, when they do have a child, like, it's like, cool, okay. Like, wonderful. But, like, really, do we want a full, do we want a full, like, sash? Using the analogy from Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts of merit badges of participation trophies? Yay, you had a child! Wee! Awesome, your child did this cool thing! Yay! I don't. Why, why do we base our entire lives off what other people think? When a lot of times, the, the funny thing about pressure 
Sometimes people just say stupid things. Generally, people are so inside their own heads that when they say something to you that impacts you deeply in the wrong way, they don't even remember it. I've had experiences where people have said things that have almost altered my life negatively that don't hardly remember saying it. That hardly remember saying it. Don't hardly. Anyways, like, who, who makes up these stupid rules anyways? Do we also get a merit badge when we die? Yay, you died! That's what we put on ourselves. How many of this do you have? How much money do you have? How, much, how, how many kids do you have? How many grandkids do you have? How many great-grandkids do you have? Where does it end? The pressure that you feel is often not generated by you. It's generated by beliefs that you never even came up with. That at first they were just simple thoughts floating in your head until someone's like, oh, but that one's real. No, no, that one's real. You've got to have kids. You've got to get married. You're going to be, you're going to be alone and lonely and sad. That's not helpful. That's dumb. You don't have to know the answers. And when, you, and when you pretend to know the answers and you don't, you do yourself and everybody else a great disservice. You know, as, as a coach, I used to be the guy that would be like, okay, you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do this. Well, that didn't work very well. Because number one, even most people know what they want to do and need to do with their lives and they just don't do it. Because it hasn't become a part of them. Well, the other disservice we do when we pretend that we have to know all the answers is like that metaphor I use at times of digging a nice sweet hole for the seed that you want to plant and then stuffing it with a fake tree because you don't want everyone else to see the hole. That's what we do. Forget that. Because when that fake tree is planted in that hole, it's also preventing what you really want. And if you ever feel like you're running out of time, you're not. You're never, you're not running out of time to get married. You're not running out of time the next thing I'll say is with a little bit of an asterisk, but you're not running out of time to have children. If you don't get to have your own natural born children, that's okay. I know people close to me in my life that were devastated when they found out they couldn't have kids. And now they're super happy having adopted and you know done some other things. There's always a way. I believe it's one of the biggest tricks of the adversary, Satan, or crazy leprechaun thoughts, whatever you want to call it. They say, oh, no, 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 you haven't got there by this time. You're done. Unlike an actual race with checkpoints, there are no checkpoints. 
There's nobody checking and say, oh, sorry, you can't, you can't continue on the race of life because you didn't make it here in time. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you didn't, you didn't get married by this age. Yeah, sorry. You can't, you can't continue the race of life. How stupid is that? You know, one of the greatest metaphors I've heard recently is uh, from my mentor, Michael Neal, of looking at life really as more of an exploration. And even on this, on this podcast, that's what this is. This is an exploration. This is me sitting here with oftentimes no notes and just talking to you guys and saying whatever I feel is needed to say. Yeah, I could have come in here with all these pretend answers of, well, this expert says this about time, and this expert says this about your time, and this expert says, well, if you're not married by this time, then you're just, then you're just, no, no chance whatsoever. You're just a lost cause. We don't control our timeline, but we do get to control our time. You get to decide what you do. I think one of the most helpful things at times when we're not really sure of the direction to take is just to sit back in the chair and take a couple of deep breaths. There is so much happening around you that because you're so focused on what your time is and also you're focused on the question of why isn't it your time? Why isn't it my time to get married? Why isn't it my time to do these other things? I don't know. Honest to goodness, I don't know. But God does. He knows exactly what you're going through. And you can always turn to him. Quieting your mind of all the crazy leprechaun thoughts that are running around opens up an ability for God to speak to you. And, a lot of, and generally it doesn't come in an audible voice. I mean, I've, ne- I've never heard a spoken voice as, as, as I'm talking to you, like I'm talking to you guys. It comes in little inklings and little promptings, little tiny packets of revelation. But we got to be quiet to hear it. Especially right now in this crazy time that we're in. You just have to take that time for you. You're going to have all kinds of people telling you what to do, what you should believe, who to follow. Like, you're going to have all that kind of stuff. You don't have to worry about it. If you're able to go to that quiet mind place. And you don't even have to trust the experts because the best expert ever is your inner voice. 
if you get nothing out of this except space to listen to your inner voice and the cra- the crazy leprechaun thoughts have to kind of stop because, you know, the crazy thinking in your head is just, the, the music's kind of stopped a little bit, so the leprechaun's not dancing as fast. You're going to do a lot better. As we wrap up here, I want to invite you guys to just take five minutes even this week. Five minutes a day. And just do some deep breathing. And just see what comes up. Try to have nothing on your mind. And when something comes to your mind, just acknowledge it, observe it. You know, like you would if you were if you were watching a river and there was a boat that passed by the river. Okay. There's that thought that I'm not married. There's that thought that I'm not enough. There's that thought that insert whatever thought here. And you will begin to see. And most, more importantly, you will begin to hear as you seek to listen to that inner voice. That inner voice will never, ever, 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 ever lead you astray. And it will leave you feeling a sense of peace. Don't let other people's expectations of you rob you of the joy of this time of your life. This is your time. And once you're married, hopefully you'll never have another chance to be single. I mean, <laughs> I know some people are probably laughing at that statement because they might be on their second round. That's okay. Some people are on their third, their fourth, their fifth. Like I said, there's no... We don't need any more participation merit badges. Tiny participation trophies for arriving wherever someone else says we have to arrive. And, you know, and if you're really struggling and just you know, want to sit down with somebody, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and we can sit down and set up a coaching session over Zoom. My, my uh, name on Instagram is the It's Possible Guy. Because that's the message I want more than anything for people to understand. The life that you really desire is possible. And you're going to enjoy it a lot more as you start using time to do the things that you want and you love to do. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If, if you have found this podcast to be helpful, when the opportunity arises that you see another one of our, one of our single friends or even one of our not single friends that just could use a little bit more happiness in their life, then uh, share this with them. Once again, my name's Joseph Anderson, and go make today an amazing adventure. Thanks, guys.